The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. It is Monday, September 19th. This is a bonus episode of the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Glenn. Early yesterday evening, Sunday, September 18th, Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson released a statement announcing the decision to part ways with head coach Herm Edwards, calling it a mutual agreement that he will relinquish his duties as head coach effective immediately. So with that said, Arizona State now joins Nebraska in the search for a new head head coach. And joining me to discuss the decision and the now ongoing head coaching search is the publisher of 24-7 Sports, SunDevilSource.com, covering Arizona State Athletics, Chris Cartman. So Chris, thanks so much for coming on. And I got to ask you, when this broke early evening yesterday here on the East Coast, early afternoon uh, for you on the West Coast, what was your initial reaction to the decision to part ways with Edwards ending his four plus year tenure in Tempe? Initially, I was surprised, even though ASU lost uh, a horrible game against Eastern Michigan the night before, uh, just because uh, Ray Anderson being a close friend of Herm Edwards and the nature of the relationship and the fact that nothing was uh, done with uh, the head coaching position 14 months into an NCAA investigation, didn't expect that it would happen so quickly, knew that Edwards was in a tenuous spot uh, heading into the season. But the fact that it came after three games, uh, very unexpected, even after such a bad loss. And that timing is so interesting, right? Three games into the season, you mentioned coming off a bad loss to Eastern Michigan. They're one and two on the year. Obviously, you mentioned the NCAA investigation and everyone knows about the external factors that have sort of clouded the football program and Arizona State recruiting too. But why do you think it happened now instead of prior to the season when they were losing a lot to the transfer portal or just waiting till the end of the season since they decided to keep Edwards for 2022 to move in another direction? Yeah, so there's been a a building discontent uh, within the ASU community, boosters, fan engagement. It's very starkly present when you see that there's a half-empty stadium for Eastern Michigan and people are booing. And ASU President Michael Crow was at the stadium watching the game from a suite where there was prominent boosters there. And uh, it's not something that he he wants to deal with, no doubt. And I'm very confident that uh, Herm Edwards and Ray Anderson due to the nature of their relationship, had essentially been communicating with Crow that they thought that things were on the upswing and that they'd be fine this season and they'd be able to recover from losses in the transfer portal and uh, with some of the guys that they added. But it was such a a huge uh, difference from what was actually observed. And that had to be something that really stung at the highest levels of ASU's university and and, uh, the athletic department. And so I don't think there was really much of a, a choice that Crow wanted to move on at this point in time. 
So before we get to some names, what do you think Arizona State should look for in a new head coach? You know, what kind of, what sort of qualities do you think the next leader of the Sun Devils needs to possess? Does it need to be a West Coast Pac-12 guy? What kind of coach should the Sun Devils be searching for in this process? I think this is a great question, and it's something that ASU hasn't deeply enough considered with its prior hires, uh, really going back to probably Dirk Cutter. The tendency at ASU has been to underpay and find guys who are kind of in the twilight of their careers, the Dennis Erickson's, Herm Edwards of the world, guys who are looking for a last opportunity and probably aren't going to get it at more prominent schools, when in reality, ASU probably should be trying to be ambitious hire young up-and-coming guys who have um, not really been head coaches for a long time and or are prominent coordinators. The the ever-changing nature of college football, the, the landscape, recruiting, NIL, conference realignment, uh, dealing with your players and trying to keep them happy and in the fold, very difficult, right? So uh, I don't think that Herm Edwards was ever able to really get a handle on those things. And they need to make sure that they have somebody who is able to do that. So let's discuss some names now. We've seen mentions of Brian Harson. if something were to happen with him at Auburn, or if he decides just to move back to the West Coast, Kalani Sataki, Jonathan, Jonathan Smith, any of those three, first and foremost, would be big hires for the Sun Devils. They could go after coordinators like Bill O'Brien, Alex Grinch. You know, you've seen Dan Mullen, who obviously is working in TV now, Todd Munkin as a few potentials as well. Are there any names that you've heard, or is there anyone on your mind that Arizona State should go after that you think would make for a good next head coach of the Sun Devils? Some of those that you said, are, I think, would be very good. Jonathan Smith is excellent. Kalani Sataki is excellent. A home run hire could be Matt Rule, somebody who maybe wants to get back into college football. Given the nature of what's going on, he may not have opportunities immediately elsewhere, given uh, the timing of a lot of these things. ASU could potentially be in the mix due to due to some of these merging factors. Justin Wilcox at Cal, a situation that is really difficult to win there uh, due to some structural issues that they have and in, in, in financial financial uh, considerations and the academic uh, element of it. And I think that he has the ability to put together a staff that could be highly competitive. If ASU went totally to a young up-and-coming guy who's a coordinator, uh, then I think uh, maybe Kenny Dillingham uh, at Oregon, he's someone who uh, has deep ties, probably have a lot of booster support. He's from Scottsdale, kind of the old money crowd, big boosters. I think they're going to be some a push for him as sort of an out of the box candidate if they go with somebody who's really really you know keen on understanding young players and NIL and a lot of these things that are going on right now so Chris, last one for me, and then we'll let you go. In regards to timing of the hire, right? You'd think Arizona State makes this move so that they get a jump on everyone else who will eventually be open. When do you think this needs to take place? Is this something that needs to take place within the next month, month and a half, essentially before the season ends? Or can Arizona State wait till the end of the year, really conduct this nice thorough search and then make a hire once all these team seasons are done? I think that uh, it's to their benefit to have it done by early to mid-November. Uh, because they need to identify who they're going to try to target in the transfer portal. That's a lot of those guys are going to already be populating or will be known who will be into that transfer portal. AC's had a really rough time in recruiting over the last 16 months due to the NCAA investigation. Their high school, uh, junior college recruiting has kind of fallen off the map, really. And um, so they're going to need an immediate talent infusion. It's better to be at the front end of the queue with the decision. Sure, it makes it a little more difficult when some of these guys have existing jobs. I understand that. But this is the nature of college football today. And there's going to be earlier movement and more movement than there ever has been probably uh, in the years moving forward. And this this is a job that is relatively attractive. You take UCLA, USC out of the mix, you have expanded playoffs, 
off, right? And if, if, if the conference is getting an automatic bid, uh, well, ASU all of a sudden becomes maybe the, the most prominent school in the Southwest that's in the conference. And there's some there's things that they could sell if they're able to convince coaches that they're prepared to do it from an in- infrastructural standpoint and that um, the NCAA investigation is not going to set them back. So Arizona State now in search of a new head coach after parting ways with Herm Edwards. You can follow Chris Cartman on Twitter at Chris Cartman. Thanks so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate you giving me some time. Anytime, of course. So for Chris Cartman, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the College Football Daily as Arizona State is now looking for a new head coach. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.